0: Hi friends and welcome to Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to empower millennials to thrive and not just survive so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons I've learned on this journey of failing forward. We'll be talking about how to balance your career, business and passions while maintaining your physical, mental and spiritual health. I'm dedicated to sharing from a place of authenticity, and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope this also just feels like we're sitting across from each other in a cafe over a nice cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started hi everyone you are in for a treat today as we have our first guest mentor on live life well the podcast i had a chat with kirsten jones aka the body stylist aka my personal trainer about her own journey towards physical wellness which has in turn affected all areas of her life as well as i was chatting to kirsten I realized the reason why I was so drawn to work with her was because she takes a holistic approach to health and wellness as well, and she focuses less on perfection and more on the progress and the journey. I didn't know this at the time, but on the day we had our chat, it was also the fifth year anniversary of her starting her business, so we also cover a few lessons she's learned along the way in life and entrepreneurship. There are plenty of gold nuggets here in this episode, so enjoy. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Live Life Well, the podcast. I have with me Kirsten Jones, who is our very first guest here on this podcast as well. And she is someone who has really impacted my life probably in the last six, nine months or so, I reckon. And since I've been working with her as um, part of a personal training program. And if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we're looking at health and wellness from a holistic point of view. But a lot of us think of health, when we think of health and wellness, we think of the physical first off. So we thought, you know, this would be a good place to start. So without further ado, I will give Kirsten the mic, (laughs) and so she can introduce herself to you and a little bit about what she does and maybe a little bit about her journey as well leading up to this and we'll just
1: go from there. So over to you, Kirsten. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for a great introduction. And it's been awesome to be journeying with you on your health journey these um, past nine months and just seeing light bulbs go off for you and in in terms as you, you learn about how to create you know, a lifestyle of health for yourself. And I guess that's, that's where that's a good um, way in for me. um, Because it was my search for creating great health that led me, you know, to where I am today in, in coaching others to be able to do that for themselves. So I was on a 27 year search, I guess, wanting to be in shape, I desired to Eat healthily most of the time. I desired to be in shape. I desired to be fit. Mm. Uh, and yet, my attempts um, at doing that, I just, you know, they'd stick for a while. They'd last for a while. I, I might eat healthily for a while. I might lose some weight. I might get fit, but then I'd sort of fall in a heap again, you know, and I put on some weight. I get unfit again. I just seemed to, you know, not be motivated to be able to sustain it and keep going. So I was just on this this loop continually for 27 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and though my life was focused on um, my career and and all that I wanted to give to the world, it was this, <clears throat> I guess, challenge that really, um, I would say it it was like the big elephant in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. So though I, um, I wanted to, to be my best in the world, I felt that this, this held me back somewhat. And so it was always that unsolved problem, you know? And, mm. and I know that, that I hadn't solved that really affected the way I thought about myself, how I, I, I could only see my failures in this area. And so um, that continual lack of failure in this year impacted how I saw myself as a person. Mm. Um, because if forever you're, um, you know, I was failing with my food and so there was just that oh, that sense of, oh, I just can't do this, I can't nail this, I can't sustain it, I'm inconsistent, you know, it creates a lot of negative, you know, feedback um, in your mind <clears throat> and, and that in combination, that negative, those negative loops of thinking along with, Uh, how I felt in my body so I was either always um, I was either dieting and restricting food to my body which meant it really wasn't getting nourished well enough Mm. or I lost all my boundaries and rules around food and anything went so then I was still not getting great nutrients in my body because you know I'd be eating all the things that I'd classed as naughty Mm -hmm. right yeah so my poor body was in this zone <laughs> where it was, it was all or nothing all the time and it wasn't getting what it needed for full mental and physical health. And so, you know, you can imagine that after years and decades of doing that, by the time I was 43, I was suffering from, um, you know, I think my, my de- depression came from mm. this, this failure, this constant failure Um, that was that I felt I was I was constantly dealing with and also too I I do have a background of um, growing up in the church all my life from when I was young and this and this also desire to be perfectionist in the way Mm -hmm. that I lived my faith as well Mm -hmm. I felt that I was failing there all the time too oh wow yeah yeah so everything so when I was about 43 um, and, and I had given my life to to serving others. You know, that was that was certainly that's I, I see myself as a change maker. I see someone as as you know having gifts with which to to serve the world, to serve others, to help, to help others in, in their life. Um, but I couldn't I couldn't even serve myself. I wasn't serving myself either. Mm, I wasn't yeah. really looking after myself. And, and we sort of know when we're not living with integrity in what we're doing and, you know, when we're not nailing leadership in ourselves, it makes it very difficult for us to lead in other spaces too.
0: Yes, that's the whole holistic thing that we're talking about as yes, well. Yes, that's yep, right. Yep. Yeah, it,
1: all, it all flows into each other. We're not, just, we're not just a body or we're not just a mind, you know, or mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not just our career and you know, the, the things that we're good at, you know, it's it's all part and parcel of, of the one holistic package, you know, and okay. very much how we see ourselves, how we love ourselves, how we care for ourselves, that internal dialogue and language is is what flows out into action, mm. okay? Yeah. So I, while I had great intentions um, to be this this good and amazing person, I was very unhappy on the inside because Kirsten wasn't being nourished in mm-hmm. any
0: way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what um, was your turning point in all of this? Like, how did you decide to yes. shift into yes. what you're doing? Well, I, it wasn't.
1: It look. It really was a stumbling upon the program that I run now. So, in my search too, because this was like the um, you know, my search for the holy grail. It was. It was. I wanted to. I was. I, I knew I always wanted to get my health right, you know, that um, I wanted to feel good in my body. And it wasn't all about the outside. I, I actually wanted it to feel feel well and I wanted to enjoy. I did want to enjoy how I looked too. Mm. Not that I uh, needed a skinny or perfectionist perfect body. That was never, it was just about feeling good in my body mm. uh, and, and enjoying it. So I, I stumbled in my search, so I've done a lot of reading over the years and in my I talk to a lot of people. Um, some people I could have listened to earlier. I didn't because I thought I knew better. <laughs> I thought I could, I should be able to solve this myself. Um, and then I stumbled upon uh, the program that I run, which takes a holistic approach to health. So it takes in the whole person and our lifestyle, and it doesn't try and fit the person to something, it it's looks at the person and, and they, they try to adopt the habits and, and start to, you know, create systems of health in their life. So they can tailor um, it to the foods that they like to eat um, and we train in an efficient way to get results. So I think that was the big shift for me. I signed up, I, I read about the program and what I read, that it was science-based. Um, and holistic really sounded good to me. I had no idea it was going to be the solution. Mm. So I didn't know. Um, I found found it incredibly confronting probably the first 12 weeks because I think I came in with the mindset that I wanted to change as quickly as possible. Mm. So um, I, I wanted to, you know, say lose 20 kilos in 12 weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know?
0: It's so and in our culture, sorry, just to interject. It's just like yeah, we no, want no, results no.
1: instantly. Yeah. yeah. It is. That's right. Um, and so we're conditioned that way, aren't we? Mm. we and we, we expect that that's, that's what we should be able to do. And, and again, it's that perfectionistic attitude. I just need to be perfect. With my food or perfect with my exercise and mm. i 'll nail this, but you know the thing that that probably opened up my mind the most was I was not being perfect, and yet i was I was getting great results mm. um, yes. so that that really uh, intrigued me, um, and I was feeling better, and I knew. And it also was sustainable too because we work on efficiency with, with exercise. So to get to two weight training sessions a week, which is all I did for the first year, that was that was doable. So as hard as those sessions were, you know, I nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> Says every client in the yeah, world. Yeah, I was just
0: going to say I often have that feeling
1: after our <laughs>
0: sessions too. Yep. Or even after a particular exercise, I'm like, oh, yeah. so
1: there's hard. always that one, isn't there? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when you come into this sort of work and you're deconditioned, you're weak, um, maybe carrying a few extra kilos, it 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 really adds a whole other up- layer, layer of um, balance in that first those initial weeks uh, that that aren't there years down the track when once you've nailed it, right? So. Mm. These days, yeah, the exes, it, they're still tough, but I can do them all. I've got a strong body now. I have a, a leaner body now. So I have a healthy body that feels good. So I would definitely say starting out is the hardest time mm. and the time when we're most likely to quit. So if we can stay the course at that time, then um, it's it's changing little by little. Mm. So, so you had your
0: first... Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I was like, so you had your first 12 weeks... And then after 12 weeks what what did you see what changes did you see and why
1: did you want to keep going with it yes yeah so unlike a diet it wasn't difficult because i the whole process is is made to be make making food choices empowering for ourselves so it's i found the program to be empowering that i was only lifting weights twice a week and I was able to choose the foods that I could eat. So I wasn't following a meal plan. I wasn't, um, I could see that, you know, for all the challenges I had, I still wanted to eat. You know, my habit was sat Friday night, sitting down with, you know, chips and and junk food or takeaway. Um, And I was still doing those things uh, initially uh, until I changed my habits which is a whole other story but um, <laughs> I was still doing those things. I was still doing things that um, really challenged my desire to be perfectionistic you know like thinking that they were and yet I was still making progress. Mm-hmm. So uh, that to me that spoke volumes that I could actually sustain this work and that I was and I could see from the work I was doing in the gym that I was making progression. I could see in my body, and I could feel in my body. I was starting to feel better, um, feel better about myself. Um, I was, I was developing. I was quite angry back then, I'd say, because of those years of failure. I, I was still dealing. uh, I was starting to get to know myself for the first time in my life. Mm, And really, um, and and feel happier in myself. I think that was the big breakthrough. I actually felt happier in, in, in me
0: mm,
1: yep. and I hadn't, I'd never experienced that ever. Mm. And so actually it was the internal benefits that were far more stark than the external. Mm, yeah. Because um, and I, I was a happier mum too with my husband, with my kids. I just wasn't, I, I used to get grumpy on holidays. We'd go on holidays and I'd just be grumpy because I didn't feel good, Amy, mm, mm. yeah. Um, and that impacted how I woke up in the morning. I didn't wake up and spring out of bed and feel happy. I would, I would, you know, um, I would grouch my way through the day. You know, I wasn't. I am someone that's always, you know, tried to put the best foot forward and have a smile on my face. But, but truly, I wasn't happy inside. Whereas I can say today that I'm, I'm happy. I I, I'm. Well, I'm true to myself. So I'll always tell you how things are for me. Yeah. Um, but I know that I feel happy on the inside. You know, mm-hmm. my body feels good. Um, so it was that it was that journey of and the confidence that I was starting to feel. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it was like a, a spring welling up. So it was just starting to bubble. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't radical um but it was just starting, I could just feel it bubbling there and I just thought I need to keep going with this yeah awesome yep. follow it yeah. down the rabbit hole
0: <laughs> yeah and so how many years was it like or how long was it before you had been on this program or been doing and for anyone who is just joining now and being like what's this
1: program it's called metabolic precision program well, it's, it's, yeah. yes I, I, yes metabolic precision but um you know each coach sort of has their own way of of teaching it and mine's very much informed from My background and in my experience so um, it's a great system and I call it a system because we we need to look after our health we need to create systems and that's probably the work that I do with my clients is helping them understand more about their lifestyle so and then we're starting to create systems of health so systems of making better choice being able to make better choices consistently with food Mm -hmm. because it's that it's having more consistency that builds momentum. Yeah. Mm. So even if we only start with having a little tiny bit, that's enough to to really spark some momentum. Mm. Um, we can just get some consistent weight training is really effective in terms of um, you know progressing our health. So we get we build momentum with weight training, and then we we build momentum too as you just we grow in self awareness and we see the Incongruency between, you know, what a healthy lifestyle where it needs to be sitting, and, and then where we're at, and all we're trying to do is close that gap continually. Mm. So that journey takes as long as that journey takes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, time is going to pass anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know, now looking, these past seven, eight years have passed really quickly for me, and I'm, you know, I could have easily just gone. It was too hard in that first six months. Mm. Um, and it really was that 6 months or 6 to 9 months i'd say amy was that that point at which um, i i really i really felt fantastic really mm. felt good it yeah. was probably about 18 months in um, my, my body was continually you know changing along as my mindset changed as my healthy habits grew that my body was changing but i wasn't so i lost that focus on the body because of how good I felt on the inside and the mm. difference it was making to how, you know, to my life, mm. you know? So I'd say 18 months in um, and, and it's just been an ongoing evolution from there. So to, I'd say I've gone through the greatest transformation of my life. Like I've built real momentum these last seven years and, that is in, that's still continuing to expand and and increase. So I now understand that uh, transformation is a journey. It never mm. stops. Yep. And it's about imagining where you want to take this, realising that there are no limits mm. in terms of, you know, maybe the impact you want to have, the reach. Um, and it, it just comes to looking at, Who's created that? Who's in those spheres and and how do I need to move or what do I need to change in myself to continue evolving?
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So Mm. that's what keeps the work really exciting for Mm. me. So it never gets... So I still... You you, you still need to keep exercise. I would never train more than five hours a week, right? So Mm. never any more than that eating lots of good food so I'm always full of good food and nourished which is reduced you know I'm still human I still I, I, I enjoy takeaway foods I enjoy cake we just had mum's 82nd birthday last weekend oh. I look forward to a big piece of cake <laughs> um, when we do that you know I still enjoy um, I enjoy a wide range of foods I just mainly focus what I do on 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 nourishing and nurturing myself Mm, Um, and you know too amy like i'm not perfect i you know i did i do fall into ruts where i'm not getting enough sleep um Mm -hmm. because i'm a pretty driven person and i love i love my work and i I love serving my clients um so you know that will get me out of bed at five in the morning but you know that's (laughs) worked out after three years of really trying to to you know i thought it was just a matter of discipline but um there's other factors that come come into that too you know I don't always even if I get to bed at nine o'clock I don't necessarily you know get the eight hour sleep that Mm. I want I can have disturbed sleep so um, I do have to continue it's a continual process of tuning in and and adjust making little adjustments Mm. as I go
0: yeah yeah
1: you know because because as we age you know things change for us too definitely Yeah. yeah
0: Uh, yeah, it's so inspiring because I think that particularly as someone who is only like, I feel like I was late to the party in terms of like fitness and like looking after my body, but like to really hear, you know, that you really didn't kind of get to this, to where I guess I feel like I'm just starting at this. Mm. you only started your journey at 43 that's like really inspiring because I don't know for anyone who listens to this like I will put a photo of Kirsten as part of this and she is just so fit for someone if can I say your age yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. and it's just and because of um I think I'm the young one of the youngest probably in your group and yeah. yeah and um there's like women and men who are like in their forties and fifties who are like doing so much better than me. I'm like, Oh, I feel like, um, it's, it's not a kind of a degrading thing for me, but it's more like it inspires me to that. I can, you know, I can also potentially lift weights so that when I'm, when I'm that age and things like that. And so, um, yeah, it's just really exciting to kind of hear your journey um, I think what might be interesting for people as well is like, how did you shift from this program's good for me to this program's good for others and I'm mm-hmm. going to start my yes. own business? That's, yes. that's what I think would be really interesting too. Yeah, that's
1: another great rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, we can go <laughs> yeah. down that yeah. one. Well, the thing is, Amy, the, the, the gold nugget like to say is, you know, ageing isn't optional, but how we age is. Oh, gold nugget, yes. Yeah, that's good. okay. You might need so, to repeat that again. Yeah. <laughs> So, aging isn't optional, but how we age is. Mm. Okay? So, what you're doing now is going to determine how you age over the coming years and decades. Okay? Mm. And that's why we don't need to overhaul our whole life. We just need to put in little practices that are going to change how we age. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been teaching you, those little habits and practices that are going to change how we age. And we know weightlifting is absolutely fundamental to being able to change it. It's probably a conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. We'll get over to this other interesting one. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and that's why, you know, people that really hear this, you know, you do, and you probably heard this yourself, a lot of people over 40 saying, oh, I'm just... You know, my body isn't what it was, it's just, you know, it's aching, oh, you don't know what it's like, you know, it's just so creaky and I can't do this anymore. It's always a choice. Mm. It's always yeah. a choice. And, and the work is the work. If we do the work, we're going to get a very different outcome. Mm. So that's, and that's where we have those, that inspirational group of 40, 50, 60-year-olds who are plugging away at this, um, changing their lives and and building great health for themselves, and they are inspiring. They're amazing, mm. and uh, that was one of the things that really excited me. You know, I was 43, 44 and within eighteen months, probably um, a year, Amy, I was running faster than a lot of the people in their twenties in the gym that I was training mm. at. So. My my fitness levels, my strength just exploded over those twelve months, twelve mm. to eighteen months, and I was doing things. I remember when I did my first burpee. You know, I <laughs> never thought I'd do a burpee, yeah. and uh, yeah, it blew me. It was so exciting. You know, and that's where the growth is at. When we do things that we don't believe were possible, that's where that that's where we explode in in our growth. When mm. we're rewiring new neural you know highways in our brain showing ourselves that we can do things that we once thought were impossible then it opens up whole new worlds of 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 potential for us right mm. it's brilliant and that's what happened to me amy right so i'd always i'd i'd become you know allowing myself to get run down you know in my 20s i i studied i loved. i was passionate about art i grew up just in awe of people that could draw beautifully, you know, and even though I didn't, I had some talent, um, but I just loved it. I was passionate about it. And, and I believed in myself to follow that, that, that dream, that path. And, and, yes, I became a graphic designer and, and, uh, and, and I worked in marketing comms for 15 years in uh, not-for-profits and development organisations. Um, but along that journey of and of that spiral which was not looking after myself i started to become a bit of a victim to had victim stories as to why because i did you did ask um what was the most cha- biggest challenge of my life yes yeah and the biggest That's challenge my of my life um, was losing my first child so um that was that was a couple of years of of real grief um, trauma and pain of um, finding out that my little girl um, wouldn't survive um, mm. through, through the pregnancy, um, and that we had to bury her. And oh. then I went on to a couple of miscarriages after that.
0: Yeah, so sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, it, it was. Thanks, Amy. It was. It was really tough. Um, and it actually. It. But it's one of those things, you know, tough things in our life actually change us too. And mm. though. It was hard, and though I continued to spiral down in my health, I I became a kinder and softer um, mm. person through yeah. that journey because I, I'd been through intense suffering, and and I I it gave me a bigger heart for those that you know that also gave me yeah. insight yeah into what others go through. So it was a blessing, but also really painful. Mm. Um, and so. And, and so these these spiralling stories, we do, we create these stories in our mind and I was building these stories up, woe is me, life's hard, you know. Um, I never get what I want. <clears throat> I grind, I work hard, but things don't work out. So that went on for years. And I knew that I had all this potential, you know, I'm, I'm driven, um, but I wasn't working hard to realise my potential. So we have this latent potential but we have to bring it to light through work through focus you know through some discipline and um I think my story in my head was though that was my 20s like that was when I was at uni that's before I got married like now I'm married and my husband's meant to look after me be my knight in white shining armor and get the house with the white picket fence and the children and and um and I had quite you know I had and I don't have to do anything in this story. Right? <laughs> that was my story, okay? Um, so Simon, so I'd been in this program for um, nine, ten months. Um, my, husband, my darling husband uh, was going for a job in management and I was pinning all my hopes on this. Yes, that's going to get this salary and that's going to del- deliver my white picket fence life. And he didn't get the job. And it just knocked the wind out of me. My reaction now, I just think, whoa. You know, I was I was really um, gutted um, to say I I was in the fetal position crying. You know, Mm. (laughs) is not an understatement. (laughs) Um, You know, because I was thinking, yeah, I wanted I wanted the easy path in life. I think that's human nature. We want things Mm. to come easily, and you know, and always it's you know. we have to. We have to do the work to actually change our life. So, I, I'd always wanted to start a business. I've always worked in businesses and just felt that that narrow definition of my role did not um, help me fulfil a whole number of, of of things that I felt that I the potential that I had. I guess, uh, you know, I'm a big picture. Um, I, I have. Um, I see visions of things. I have, you know, and and I wanted to. I just couldn't stand sitting at a desk nine to five every day, you know. I, and I felt that I don't know. Some there was a belief in me that I could create. Well, and I guess it came from design school too, because we create things out of nothing, don't we, Amy? Mm. When we're designers, and mm. and we know that any vision that we have in our head, there are steps to making that vision become thing you know Mm -hmm. in in this dimension in reality right Mm -hmm. so i knew i had this innate creativity that i can make things happen yeah so um so i got i came to that i thought what kirsten why aren't you stepping up and creating the life that you want to live. Why are you, you, why are you hanging on Simon? That's not Simon's job to deliver you. You're you're responsible for your Mm. life. You know?
0: Um,
1: So I thought, well, I've always wanted to start a business and the work that I've been doing on my health had been building my confidence that I could, that I was ready. I was ready to just jump in and start something. So I got myself a business coach and we started exploring lots of different business ideas and decided I want, didn't want to continue down the design route anymore. I'd, I'd done that. That was that season. Mm. Um, I, lo- I love homewares. I love, I love beauty. Um, so I looked at that and then I was just telling the story of how it was this program that changed my life and actually brought, brought me to this point of believing in myself. Mm. Um, and I had no, no idea that you know. The next thing, my coach said to me, "Well, why don't you coach other people in this?" And that re- that was very left field for me because, again, it comes back to those stories that we're conditioned with mm-hmm. over a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. My sister's the sporty one, and I'm the creative one. So in our families, we often have labels, don't yes, we? Yes, what was your yes. label in your family, Amy?
0: Ah, uh, well, it wasn't so much my family, but I just remember and I don't know if it was my parents who told me this, but one of my teachers at school said that I was the quiet achiever. So I always had this label on my head saying like, oh, you know, I'm just quiet and, you know, I don't like the center of attention, all this kind of stuff. And so that was something I carried with me for a very long time. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's funny like how, and it just shows as well, like, how you have to be so careful with your words when for kids as well because yes. they you just don't know like the impact can can they'll have that with them for a long time until you yes. kind of almost replace the script in their head. So yes, yes, yes. That's well that's what story. I had to do.
1: I <laughs> yeah. had to replace that script that I'm the sedentary mm. because in actual fact, as I went back and I looked at the evidence. I loved playing sport. I wasn't particularly good at it. I wasn't really coordinated as a mm-hmm. kid. I definitely was, I'd be the kid that was picked last on team sports, you know, which also send you a message, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I loved, I put my hand up for all the basketball um, at lunchtimes at school. I played hockey. I um, um, I did all these. Different, I loved going for runs. I joined the gym when I was 15, you know. I loved lifting weights. I actually had another story in there that I'd never tapped into, mm, right? Yeah. Because of this overriding story that really I'm cool. the creative one. Yep, yep. No, that's <laughs> yeah. good. I like that. So I actually thought, wow, I've actually been on this quest all my life to for health. And because of this quest, I have a huge amount of resources within me, a huge amount of insight, um, that could really be helpful to other people that had been on maybe similar journeys. So I saw a place for me. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like a lot of the personal trainers that come in and, you know, God bless them. You know, they love their, they come in, they're passionate about exercise. Yeah, you know? from
0: like a young age, like yeah, from a young age. That story already.
1: And they're good at it. You know, yeah. as people have told them they're good. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should do that as a career. You know. Yeah. Um. I'm not I'm not passionate about exercise. I'm an, I'm passionate about it as much as we need it to create great health, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I love lifting weights, but I don't live to lift weights or to do my exercise. I just have my prescribed exercise that I have to do each week, and that's what I aim to get done. No yeah. more, no less, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz there's far more interesting things to do with my time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> So um, so it was very, when she suggested this idea, it's like, whoa. But then it was like, you know, I was, I'm very open-minded and I'm like, I'll let that sit with me. I will go and investigate what qualifications I need, you know, what hoops I need to jump through. And I looked into that I looked and I went, yeah, well, let's go. And so I started the process of, of getting qualified. And actually today is an auspicious day, Amy. Yes, because yes. today is the fifth year anniversary of the birth of my business.
0: Oh my goodness! I'm so oh, heck, who would have known? I know, right? that's such yeah. a, that's such, a um, oh, such an honor to be talking to you on your fifth <laughs> year anniversary of your business. That's yeah. amazing. Yes, yeah. and what a so, business you've created! Like oh,
1: I love it. I love yeah. it every day. And and um, you know, and so and I just want people to know st- we're starting a business. Um, you know, I didn't have any stories of doing this from when I was 20. I was a Johnny-come-lately, <laughs> you know. I, I, was, um, I was putting my hand up out there, you know, jumping in the deep end as a new trainer amongst a sea of these incredible athletes mm-hmm. and trainers. Like, I mean, you should see them. Some of them are phenomenal. They've got 20 years' experience, you know. They, they've always been sporty. But I just knew that there was a niche of people that I was born to, that I was equipped to work with. Born, (laughs) let's grandiose that. Yeah. yeah. Upsize it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, That I could help. Yeah. That that I understood. Not everyone is born loving exercise. Um, Not everyone is born just eating healthily. You know, like we struggle with this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's really hard. Mm. Um. It's um and and so they were the they were the peak the tribe that I dreamed of of finding, seeking out, and uh and, and building a community with um to, to help them create you know what I see as the foundation of a, your best life, which is getting your health, um mm. your your body, how it feels, how it functions, um, and then that impacts how it looks actually. So if we get If we get the foundations right with feel and function, we get the look. But we'll never get the look, that lean, um, toned look, unless we pay attention to feel and function, right? Mm -hmm. And that comes with nourishing, sleeping and just the right amount of training. Yeah. Because these bodies are incredibly smart, Amy. They know how to regulate themselves. It's we overthink it up here and we use the tools of exercise and um, and diets in a way that isn't congruent with health.
0: Mm. Yep. So our
1: bodies can actually, when we put the right things in, um, we do things in, in, a, in a different way, which it takes education, doesn't it, Amy? Yeah. Like it's, oh, for it's, sure. It's not intuitive. No. And
0: I think it's um, just kind of interjecting like there. Um, yes. I think it's also right. because we are taught a certain way in society like yes. like we mentioned before like it's yes. a quick fix kind of way um at, rather than sitting down and for like in this program it's like actually learning about the nutrition you know, learning about sleep learning about how to um you know function well like like eating for health i guess yeah. has yeah. been a huge part for me it's yes. like not just thinking about um, you know, what do I feel like right now? Which, yes. you know, could very well just be ice cream. Yes, um, but, so, yeah. but what what are some ways I could still eat well and eat good food and healthy food yes. and yummy food delicious food? But, um, yeah, like how how can I eat that now uh, and replace like maybe some other things that yes would. I would naturally go to. So yeah, like you said, it's not
1: like intuitive per se. You have to think about it. Yes. So if we're feeling like an ice cream, we're saying, well, I want that cold. I want it. You know, I'm looking for the cold. I'm looking for the sweet. I'm looking for the yummy, aren't we? Mm. And so what we do is we take, you know, creating that those sensations with foods that are going to take us in the right direction. So you know, rather than reaching for the ice cream, which was so useful used to as a habit, we we learn to create things that will still deliver. You know, tick all the boxes, uh, but also tick the health box too, um, so that we can. And and that's a skill, isn't it? That that has to be learned. Yes, definitely. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. So um. So and just with building a business. Um. I mean, I started with about three clients. I think so. Um, the first year, I think, you know, I was, I was very proud of myself. I think, um, I, my revenue was about $20,000, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, and that's where it began. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. Mm. And, and you don't, you know, I I remember saying to uh, one of our head coaches, you know, um, about three years in, what should I do next? And, And he just said, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Like it really is. Uh, it's time and experience. It's like transforming your body. It's time and experience, learning mm. through the process of doing. Yeah. Um, we we learn and we evolve. So it's, you know, growing a business is very similar to transforming our body. It's mm. it's having the vision for where we were, the passion, the vision, um, and then just putting in a little bit of effort and the magic ingredient of time uh, will make it all
0: happen. Mm, yep. Fantastic. So we've probably got another five minutes or so. And I know yep. I gave you some questions to, to answer, which I think we've kind of covered, but was there anything in particular, like from, you know, the set questions i would given to you that you think might be helpful for, um, the I'll audience? Just, I'll just, I'll just have yes. A so we've got, um, what helps you to thrive and not, just survive which I feel like we've covered and what brings you everyday joy and delight um or yeah any of those questions that you think um so as you know our audience is kind of like the millennial kind of generation but obviously open to everyone as well but what what would you say like to Mm. yeah like your 20 year old -old self or
1: something yeah yeah any of those (laughs) questions Um, Something that I've always been true to is following um, my passions. So that meant, you know, it didn't always fit with my parents' um, expectations. So, you know, I do honour them uh, very much, but, uh, you know, of course they were concerned about me following an art career. Mm -hmm. So... um, And and Dad very much wanted me to go to university. I didn't go to university straight off the bat from school. I went and did media studies. I majored in radio. Uh, Wow, I did not know that. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I worked in theatre, youth theatre, for a couple of years um, at night time, stage managing and working on sound effects for stage shows and things. So I'd say, you know, certainly... Always lean towards your strengths. You always play from from what you feel is are your strengths. I'd say that that has served me really well mm. um, because you're always able to sustain what you're passionate about, mm. and you'll always show up and do the work for things that you're passionate about. So, um, and I saw knowing that I had to sit at a desk nine to five every day, having a few. Um, jobs that bought the life out of me mm-hmm. in those early years really drove me to do the work to get to university, mm-hmm. okay? So um, seeing uh, that I needed to um, work hard to create a career, to go off to a job that I'd find interesting every day. And then serving in sectors where I felt that I was also fulfilling my desire to, you know, serve others with my gifts. So that's always been a really strong um, desire with me is to use my skills because there's so much joy in, in, you know, in community and helping others, you know, particularly mm. those less fortunate. So that's, um, I've always seen work as a vehicle to do that and now my business um, as a way to to do that too. Mm. And that's been incredibly fulfilling. I think you, those years, I mean I hear Gary Vee talk about it too for, for millennials, it's a great time to just go out and learn as much as possible. So volunteer, like I worked in I worked for free in those theatres at night, um, for St Martin's Youth Theatre. I worked in lots of different jobs, you know, I worked in hairdressers, I worked in um I worked in advertising, I worked I I did free um, work for friends who were doing photo shoots. I'd be doing, you know, the management of the photo shoots. I was involved in lots and lots of things. And it was those years without having children that I really just built a huge amount of experience, um, Mm -hmm. which now comes to play in my business, right? Right. So, and I started my business when I was 45. So, you know, it's, it's not that you have to do it all in your twenties or thirties. Yes. yes.
0: You
1: know, my children are now, um, so they're 13 and 15. So they're far more independent. I launched my business five years ago when they were eight and 10. Um, and I see myself doing this probably for the rest of my life now. It's evolving. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I've got another 20, 30, you know, well, I've been running five years, at least 20 years, yeah. um, of, of, evolving and building my business so you don't have to you don't have to hit the heights of your career in your 20s or even in your 30s yeah um, you, there's always there's always a way there's always a way and just leverage the experience any experience you can gain in you know working for free working you know asking lots of questions following your your passions um yep. getting lots of experience so that you know, if you wanted to build a business one day, you've just got so much to offer, mm. um, you know, um, through amazing. That.
0: Yeah. So good. Thank you so much, Kirsten. My like, pleasure. I think that, um, I think we need to almost have another chat <laughs> another time. <laughs> there's so much, like we could just sit here forever, I think. Um, but yeah, I think there's so many gold nuggets in there um, for people to latch onto and Oh, I think I need to listen to this as well. need to go back and listen to this. Great, great.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, I thought we'd just finish off with some rapid yeah. uh, fire questions. I look forward to this. Yeah, so they're just some random <laughs> ones, but it's just what comes to mind, okay? So I'll let you take your water. <laughs> Get ready for it. Yeah, okay. ready. All right. So what are you reading or listening to at the moment?
1: Ooh, ooh, very good. Mm. Well, I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading the squat Bible. Okay, but, but I'm also reading um, Kobe Bryant's book, okay. um, Mamba Mamba Mentality. Yeah. Okay. Because yep. I'm really intrigued as to how Kobe thought to get to the top of his basketball game. Uh, in in game, but also, I mean, he was an amazing father to his girls, yes. and he really leaving a legacy in in female sport uh and changing the way that men saw women uh, Mm. in sport particularly a lot of his his peers or or, you know Snoop Dogg or a lot of those those black singers and rappers the way that he treated women was a massive uh testimony to them you know Mm. and changed the way they saw women so he was an incredible hint that we lost too soon. So mm, yeah, I, I'm reading that as well. And I'm learning all about meditation at the moment too okay. um, in a way that's called awakening. So mm. again, it's about self-awareness and just being more present in each moment. So um, that's really exciting me. So just Ooh. a few minutes each day.
0: Yep, yep, awesome.
1: Learning to train my brain more.
0: Yes. Oh, that's another, another topic. <laughs> <Training memory>. okay. <laughs> okay. Favorite quote. If you have one, I know you put out many quotes, really good quotes. So if there was one quote that you could hang your hat on,
1: what would it yes. be? Yes. Well, you know, I'm always saying um, where focus goes, energy flows. Mm. Good one. Very so, Whatever good one. we think of the most. So if you're forever in negative thinking loops that's what we're creating. So we've got to change the way we think and what we, what we choose to think about focus on is where it's like steering a car. You know, if you are heading towards a tree and you face the tree, you'll hit the tree. Mm. You've got to go against all your instincts to turn your head away from the tree. So you steer yourself back on course. Okay. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's a good one. Mm.
0: Uh, What, is your favourite place in the world? Oh well. It can just I, be in Melbourne yeah. or something. Yeah,
1: it can be, but <laughs> I grew up in Scotland, Amy. So oh, um really? I'm yeah. learning
0: all this new stuff about you. Yeah, okay.
1: be, yeah. So um and that's been on my mind a lot. Um, because I was thinking of going back there for my 50th, which of course <laughs> isn't gonna happen now, but have yeah. many, so many beautiful memories of uh living on the farm there and Awesome. um i just love nature and i know, i do i love the light in the trees you know the way it sparkles and shimmers so i love i love nature so even just looking out my window that's one of my favorite things mm-hmm.
0: awesome very to, cool. to be to be, be yep yeah. yep yep um and final question um what's your favorite food or recipe oh okay <laughs> We could be here for a while, but <laughs> I, I want to respect your time too. Look,
1: I, no, no, no. It's the look. Look, this is the thing, right? So, most of my food is focused on really healthy food. But things, if I was going to talk about treats, I love cannoli. Cannoli is oh, yeah. one of my favourite things. You know, the custard filled desserts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Desserts. Yep. I do love a good donut. Donut. Mm-hmm. I love a really good quality gelati so gelato like down at uh, lavezzi at Eastland. I love I love those. Yep. In terms of but I mainly I I you can't go past great healthy food. So give me um, and my client Deb makes some of the best food I've ever tasted on the planet. So I don't eat any of Deb's dishes any day. <laughs> um, yep. so I wouldn't say that I'm the greatest savoury cook on the planet but i do prefer to eat lots of vegetables and and some proteins whether it's fish and um and all sorts of sauteed greens and you know they're they're my staples that make me thrive that i eat the most of but i do love an indulgent treat as well (laughs) awesome
0: oh that's good to know um takes the pressure off me sometimes when i feel like
1: it's holy there's no need to be is prude um, about, you know, food. Um, it really is, you know, the journey is, is if we can make most of the foods we eat nutritious and yummy, then there's certainly room for, you know, those other things in there. They just can't be things that we eat all the time. Yeah, <laughs> We can't have a donut every day. Yes. <laughs> just,
0: I think you, your body wouldn't enjoy that either. Like, I think well, It, over it time. becomes
1: far more interesting if you, you know, like I said to mum, you know, I hope we're having cake for your birthday because I haven't had cake since New Year's Eve, right? Mm. So it's actually know how often I have cake. It's yeah. not often. Mm. So when I have that piece of cake, man, do I enjoy every bite? Yes, I do. Mm. And that's not because I'm some, some cake zealot, you mm. know, it's <laughs> that I, I, I'm just a well-trained machine now when it comes yep. to food. So, and that's something I've built. That isn't something that just it didn't happen just naturally. It's something mm-hmm. I've become very good at. Yeah. So it's skill.
0: Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Nah, definitely. That's good to yeah. good place to end. I think. Yes. Um, but yep. I just wanted to say thank you again for your time because I know you're a busy woman got your kids you got your business and everything but it's been such a pleasure to just sit down and learn more about your story as well as just i'm sure there's like i said before it's just so many good things that we can take out of um your your interview and for people who want to connect with you further um you can visit kirsten's webpage so au, and also you can find her on Instagram at uh, the underscore body underscore stylist. Yeah. And is there anything else that you wanted to well, add? Well, I,
1: I have that. For, if you go onto my business page, the Body Stylist on Facebook, I know a lot of millennials don't like Facebook, <laughs> um, but actually there's the link in my Instagram page. Um, mm-hmm. I have a free um, community group there. And, and I do welcome, even if you're not intending to... You know, work with me. I do welcome questions anytime. Get in touch, tell me your story. Um, you know, um, if there's any way I can help, I always will. Excellent. So, but know that, you know, you can be 50 and I'm living my best life, you know? Yes. So, doesn't all just happen in your 20s? I certainly had a great time in my 20s <laughs> had the best time. I enjoyed my 30s, had different challenges, 40s had new challenges, but new mountain peaks too so um the journey evolves everyone so enjoy the ride thank all you the so ups much. and downs
0: <laughs> excellent thank you so much Thanks for having me yay <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this podcast it was my joy and delight to bring it to you And I do hope that you are excited as I am about this journey of discovering what it means to live life well. I would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you're looking forward to. So please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. I would also love to extend an invitation to join our Instagram community where you can get some behind the scenes of how we record this podcast, have further opportunities to engage in the content we share, and also meet like-minded individuals on their quest to live life well. You can find and follow us on Instagram with the handle Well underscore the podcast, And you can find what's happening with my small business over on Instagram as well with the handle art.buy.aims. Thanks again for joining and see you in the next episode.